again to uh, Jamie for letting us use that mix uh, house house mix by me 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 should know this by now by <laughs> Mick McCarthy uh, you, it's bloody you you almost blasted my eardrums off with that, that intro what is it buddy it's like being back in warehouse project anyway we are the premium FPL podcast at premium underscore FPL on Twitter for those on not already already following us please do at premium underscore FPL on Twitter um, as you can see there's a lot more Funny memes going off of Mindy, not quite banging as he'd hope to hope them to, but the work in progress. Um, at, I'm least, Callum, at, least, the at least I'm putting some content out on Twitter. <laughs> I'm too busy concentrating on my rank, mate. Fuck off. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, carry on with the intro. <laughs> that was a good start. I, I fumbled it and I've been told to fuck off. So that's uh, <laughs> we are one minute into the podcast. Uh, as fun as always. Um, Mindy is as cheerful as always after another stellar week. Uh, his transfers out have been great once again, so it's always a good start to the podcast. Um, so, yeah, do you want to talk about what we're going to run through in a few housekeeping before we get into it? Yeah, so I think there's, there's only one place to start this week, and that's West Ham and Jesse, Jesse Lingard, the boy Jay Lings. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about them. Uh, big game this weekend, Liverpool versus City. Uh, there might be people with six players from those two teams wondering what to do this week. So yeah, we'll, we'll give that uh, a good, a good section of the podcast. And then um, we've not looked at the whipping boys in a while, the teams we uh, like to captain players against. So we'll, we'll uh, look at the uh, expected goals conceded and those stats and see if anything's changed and which teams need to come on and off our radars. And then the usual segments, premium planning and uh, captains this weekend and transfers. Uh, I reckon um, we're a little bit recording on Thursday lunchtime. We've not got that much time, so I reckon uh, no chit-chat. Let's just get into it. What are you saying? Let's have it. No no banter, as they like to call it. <laughs> but, um, that that shy intro probably covers the uh, humour element of the podcast, I reckon, for this week. <laughs> If we tick that box with my shot intro, yeah. Um, uh, I guess, so, I guess m- m- me crying about Suchek still in the first part of this, uh, might I mean, that, that, that's still st- still fun for everyone, isn't it? Yeah, so without further ado, uh, two game weeks is a, l- a long time in FPL or seven days. Um, West Ham were convincingly beaten by Liverpool, weren't they, in the first, the first week, and that made made us question whether it was time to jump off. But then the boys come back, Suchek with another goal, Lingard with a double, looked excellent last night. So the question um, well, we have is... Well, quickly, actually, before we get into that, what, what scores did you get the past two weeks? Uh, I'm currently on before Hyungmin Son Masterclass tonight. I'm on 71 this today, uh, 74 last week. So above average, doing well, ticking along nicely. It's just slipped out the top 10k but I think that was largely due to not captaining Bruno and captaining the boy Salah finally let us down poor game that. how about you 
76 in game week 21, but took a minus four. So 72. God, it took, took, me to, took, took, took me a good half second to figure that out. God. And then um, 58 this week currently. Uh, yeah, again, Salah, captain, let me down as well. Um, I don't think I, I should probably should have given Bruno a bit more thought. I just uh, didn't really factor in how poor Southampton's team was going to be. Like, I knew they had yeah. injuries, but I didn't realise, you know, they'd be playing academy players like in the in the first team and all that. Like on on deadline day when they got rid of Valerie and their other reserve fullback, it's like <laughs> I didn't really factor in that they were going to just play two kids you never played before and stuff. So yeah. Um fair play to uh Varon in our league who did captain Fernandez. Um he had that exact logic in mind that Southampton had no team. So Give him a little shout out. Over there. I'm sure he'll come crying to me at the weekend. Oh, why didn't you mention my uh, my great pick on the podcast? So uh, just nipping that one in the bud before we get going. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about West Ham now. What, what rank are you actually? Uh, I'm currently 11,733. So I slipped out top 10k, like I said, 7,000. But it's something that you'd probably take, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm 217,000. After after all those green arrows in a row up until Christmas, it's just been a very topsy-turvy time since then for me, up and down, up and down. Uh, I think selling Suchek probably is the start of my woes. So, yeah, let's get into West Ham. Yeah, just, yeah, so we're talking about West Ham. You sold Suchek, I've benched him. Is it three at the last four weeks? And the only week I haven't benched him was that double and he got two blanks. I think every other game week has returned. We did discuss this, uh, I think it was last week or a few weeks ago. It's almost as if if you have two check, you've just got to play him. Like you just don't know when the returns are going to come. And I'm finding that out the hard way, but it's just, it's so difficult on paper when you see Aston Villa away and you've got, well, I've got Fernandez, Son, Salah, Grealish, uh, Calvert Lewin, Antonio Bamford. You'd think Suchek is the least likely to return out of all them, but he just keeps he keeps on firing. Um, they've got Fulham this weekend, which is a kind fixture, which I have to play him this weekend. And no doubt he's going to get the lovely two points when I do. But yeah, it's a, it's a tough one now. Um, there's a good few assets from West Ham as well, isn't there? There's Antonio Lingard's coming back, who looked good uh, last night in his debut. And Kufal as well. Yeah, the, so, yeah, I sold him with the fixtures and um, I wanted Harvey Barnes for the two fixtures he had. Uh, and he got one goal in that time. But yeah, it's not really been worth it. So I'm thinking of uh, just swallowing my pride and just getting Suchet back now. There's no point um, continuing to punish myself by not having him. Sometimes you have to uh, rectify your... Um, you just have to admit you made a mistake and rectify it as quickly as possible sometimes. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking of doing. Um, just on Suchek, so I saw something that uh, William Hill tweeted of all of all places. So since since his debut, he's scored more non-penalty Premier League goals than any other midfielder in the league. So yeah. um, that's a good stat to put into context for the people who keep benching him, isn't it? Like... So he's yeah. He scored more goals, no more non penalty goals than Fernandez, and you'd never bench Bruno, would you? So yeah, there was all that talk 
when he blanked in the double about Antonio hampering his uh, goal goal output. But then last night it wasn't even a header, was it? It was a through ball, raced onto it and finished like a finished like Hyung-Ming Son. It was it was brilliant finish. So yeah, maybe it's time to swallow all pride that you have left this year and getting back. Yeah, I fell for the stuff about Antonio as well, uh, and also I just. Uh... I kind of, so I, I have Sue Fowler, I play a lot most weeks, and Antonio, and I was like, do I really want three West Ham players for these fixtures? But David David Moyes has got got West Ham playing like like his peak Everton team that got into the Champions League. Was it 2004, 2005, something like that? So yeah, yeah um, just after yeah getting back, I think. And yeah, um, there was a time I think it was before I started playing fantasy, I think, but. Uh, when Baines was at Everton and he, he th- there was a similar philosophy for Baines then, like never, never bench, never captain or something for him. Cause he could get, a pe- he was on pens and you just never knew when he was going to pop up with a free kick or a penalty. So I think it's the same, maybe the same with Suchek, similar sort of approach. What's uh, your advice now? Looking at, if you look at the fixtures this weekend, obviously they've got Fulham away, Fulham are doing great at home are they they're struggling to score do you is he the number one target this weekend if we're not owners uh well if you've not got a Spurs player then that on paper that's the one to target isn't it West Brom at home for, for Tottenham but even that's not without its doubts because without Kane Tottenham look awful so yeah it's it's tricky, yeah, but for me, he, he's two checks my number one target, yeah. Uh, and I'd say, you know, if you've got three West Ham, if you've got three West Ham players, just play all three of them this weekend. Yeah, good advice. I think I'll think I'll be doing that. So sorry for everyone when they get beat one nil by Fulham. Um, what about Lingard? What would you say to people about Jay Lings? I think it's a watch at the moment for me because Suchek, what's his? Is he still still five point? Still 5.3, I know Lingard's 5.9. He's still getting the extra bit there. Um, and whether, because I think Antonio's probably the standout option now at that that mid-price and forward range. And you kind of, you're asking a lot of you have Suchet, Lingard and Antonio, but maybe watch to see how the situation develops. Because if he, if he scores one or two at the weekend again, suddenly he becomes a real strong asset. Yeah, it's interesting. So after three clean sheets in a row for the West Ham defence, in this tough run of fixtures, they have conceded in every one. So there was something in that, in the fixtures not being great for them the last three. But it was the fixtures weren't great for the defence rather than the attack, which is um, maybe not what people who were selling Suchek fought at the time, including myself. So yeah, I do, if you've not got a West Ham defender, you could maybe have, you could maybe have three. I, I wouldn't do it, but I mean, triple West Ham attack could be could be on the cards of how cheap they all are. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd struggle to advise that free West Ham attack, but who knows if they continue the form. They're in fourth now, so you're getting a lot of value, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think Lingard, it'd be interesting that he's... He, he has flattered to deceive before. Like he's, He'll have a good game and then he'll drop off the radar for a few weeks. So yeah, maybe, as you say wait a couple if he keeps starting and, he, and he's getting a lot of minutes and he's gets another goal or two in the next few then and yeah maybe a triple West Ham attack will be uh, 
will be what we're all on. Yeah, I was going to get on a just an off topic. I was going to get on Lingard to make the England squad this morning, but Skybet had already slashed the odds, so that was a unfortunate one. I think he's gone down from twenties to fives or sixes already. So it'd be interesting to see how he does ahead of the summer. Mm, um, yeah, there's a lot of competition for those spots, isn't there? Barnes, Madison, Barkley, Grealish. I mean, he'll he'll do well to get in the England squad with um with the form of the others. You never know. He's, he's flexible across, isn't it? He's flexible mm. in a lot of positions. So there's always one player who goes who can kind of fill in anywhere. Anyway, I, I can't stomach talking anymore about Jesse Lingard. Should we move on? <laughs> <laughs> move on. The big game this weekend uh, that everyone will be eyes on. It will be Liverpool v City. Um, I think everyone's going to have at least two from that game. Pushing all the way up to six, I'd say. Probably, I'd probably say four or five is probably the average of what people have for this game, isn't it? It's just... What do we do with this game that's coming up? Obviously, we're sitting in such good form, defensive form, but then most teams having Salah or some Liverpool attacker. Like, how do you balance that out? Because you're not gonna you're not gonna win both ways. Um, so yeah, I just wondered what your strategy is ahead of that game. Are you going to be selling, benching, captaining anyone? I'm not captaining anyone in this game. No, uh, I I very rarely captain. Uh, player in a game like in these top six clashes um there was an article on the bbc sport earlier this week after the uh, nil nil between united and arsenal just saying like, how many nil nil draws there have been in these top six games uh this season which um it's definitely been a trend uh so yeah i probably i'm not captaining anyone in this um so liverpool are at home which you think is an advantage for them, but they've just lost to Burnley and Brighton in the last two home games. So you probably say City are favourites, aren't they? Comfortable favourites in this game, given given the form. Yeah, book. I think I think that's reflected in the bookmakers' odds as well. I think City are almost even money. Uh, and then a stat I saw just before we came on: uh, City's expected goals conceded over the last six games is one point seven two. So. In six games, they've been expected to concede under two goals. And with Liverpool sort of misfiring quite often, just we, we talked about how inconsistent they are and how impossible they are to predict at the moment in last week's pod, didn't we? Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be, I just wouldn't, I, I'm going to play both my city defenders because their, their defense is legit, isn't it? This season, as shown by that start and the amount of clean sheets they've had in a row. So, so yeah, uh, Klopp said this morning that Liverpool are sort of mentally and physically drained or something, which doesn't sound doesn't sound good for them. So yeah, I'm going to play my two City defenders, Diaz and Cancelo. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do with, my, with Foden because I don't know if he'll start and how many minutes he'll get. And yeah, I don't know. I might just move him to Gundogan. Another thing I'm just going to have to um, admit defeat on made the wrong pick there but yeah I'm not sure on that yet what about yourself uh, just, I think with Pep he is quite people talk about Pep Roulette but you can kind of see what he's going to do and I think the fact that Foden didn't play on Wednesday will help you with that I think Foden will play that game so that's one to keep in mind I'll, you can happily kick me in the next pod when he's on the bench but uh, because I've got three defenders probably asking a bit much uh 
save a goal goes in, that's, that's three clean sheets gone. So I'll probably bench Stones. Um, oh, is that what happens when a goal goes in, you lose a clean sheet? It's interesting that. <laughs> well, it'd be clean sheet wipeout when I've got three. It's served me well so far. I think that because the clean sheets are flying in, but Liverpool are obviously a different proposition. Well, going off last night's game, probably an easy proposition than some of the teams that City have placed. But yeah, just because Kufal's got such a good game, uh, against Fulham away probably bring him in and play three at the back the big one for me is Salah um, the game before last West Ham that we obviously we were previewing last weekend yeah the one three three one away Salah looked brilliant looked back to his best and then last night just looked I don't think he even had a chance um, I, w- I haven't read any stats on it but without Alisson Liverpool play it's almost as if they play closer to their goal, like 20 yards further back, and it's just a lot harder for them. They just don't have that confidence in the goalkeeper. Um, when the set, Obviously, centre-half was Phillips last night. So I do fancy City for that game. But do I really want to bring Salah out when I've already got 3.6 in the bank? It's, it's a tough one. We're, we're almost spoilt for money with the amount of premium players out. Um, are you going to tempted to bring Salah out or...? No, I've got too much else to do. And as you say, I don't need the money for anything. So, Yeah. So you almost think it's a better gamble to have Salah than an 8 million defend, eight million midfielder like Madison or someone? Uh, if you've got nothing else to do, then yeah. But, you know, I've got a big Suchet call in my team. So, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, if you've got nothing that else... That is to a do, big hole. Yeah, exactly. A large I've, hole. I've uh, uh, after City, he's got Leicester away as well and then Everton at home, which will be a tight game. So the next three aren't ideal. So yeah, you could do. Uh, and yeah, Madison, two assists in the last game. Uh, the only thing I'd say on Madison is that him and Barnes seem to rotate in terms of like who's getting the points each week. It's Which is um, not not the best. Like, you, you wouldn't say there's a clear talisman necessarily between them like I don't know if you have any thoughts but I guess Vardy's back Brendan said Vardy's back so that adds to the appeal of Leicester and what they can do on the, in their attack so yeah maybe I think it, it, won't, it won't be one for me though just because of uh, the other stuff I need to do yeah Leicester's an interesting one they've got a nice little they've got Wolves which isn't a tough fixture by any means now Liverpool which, which obviously we're touching on but then they've got Villa Arsenal Brighton Sheffield United, Burnley. So they've got, a, they've got an all right run. So it, it, not a bad shout, maybe getting Vardy back or someone like that. And yeah, on, so on, on Liverpool, the defenders though, if you've got them, just get rid of them. They're not they're not, they're not, not fulfilling their price tag whatsoever. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, is, it is funny. It's almost, we, we talked about it last week, but Liverpool was like a yo-yo. Like the West Ham game at the weekend, Trent was back to his best. Salah was flying. Um, if we do recording this pod on Monday, we'd have a completely different outlook than what we have now. But I think that this yo-yo thing's been going on for enough, for long enough now that where it's just like we're trying to predict what the pattern is with Liverpool, and that is the pattern that they're a yo-yo. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah I just um, leave leave until they have like four good games in a row or something. I'm not adding anyone else to my team from Liverpool apart from Salah. Right, so our advice here is keep Salah, get rid of the defence and play your City boys, but don't captain them is the advice. But don't bring anyone in, you'd say? 
If you've not got Gundogan, I'd still think he's a great pick to bring in, isn't he? He got an assist last night, didn't he? Yes, he did, yeah. So, yeah. Looked good um, again, yeah. And he, he just looks like the one that Peps trusts most in midfield while De Bruyne is out. So, I'd, I'd probably still yeah. be able to bring in Gundogan this week if you've, if you've not got him and you've not got a third, third City player. He's very carefully managing Cancelo as well. He came off 65th last night and he's pretty much, along with Gundogan, the main creative output for the team at the moment. So if he was to get an injury, then the team would suffer quite heavily. So if he was investing in the defence, he would be still the one to go to for me. Just while we're touching on uh, attacking fullbacks that are being managed, I wanted to give a quick shout to Luke Shaw. <sighs> Unbelievable like... performance. I mean, he's been, he's, been, he's been playing Forward. playing so well the past the past six, seven games. Uh, it's just, I don't. Did you see uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's quotes about him after the game? Sort of talking about no. how how cause he I subbed guess him he off. Was bigging him up. No, 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 well, kind of. He subbed him off at half time in the game, which meant that his owners didn't get the clean sheet points. He would he would have got full bonus in that game if he'd stayed on till. Yeah, uh, until he, if he'd locked in a clean sheet in that game, probably. So that, that was a kick in the teeth, uh, especially for Josh, who I was watching the game with. He was fuming at half time. Um, but yeah, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has basically said, with how intense he is getting up and down the flank and his previous injury record, he just he just needs to carefully manage him. Right, so, and he's such he's such a key player now that it's more of a importance, isn't it, resting him. So it's almost like he's in that Lamptey category from the start of the season. You know, when everyone was on Lamptey because of how attacking he was, but then Potter kept on bringing him off like every other game before the 60th minute mark because he was worried about him pulling his hamstring. So it kind of makes it hard to recommend him with with what's been said. Um, but it's just, there is so much attacking potential. The amount of crosses he's putting in and Cavani's in the box now a lot of games to to target so yeah I think he said Ollie as well as part of that that he's told Luke to put in more crosses because of because of probably the influence of Cavani so yeah I mean if United's games if the United have a run where the games aren't so close together and you can be sure that Shaw's going to get adequate rest time between games then maybe we can target him again but it's just at the moment it's hard with uh resting and taking him off early. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I was actually looking at him for this weekend because they've got Everton, West Brom, Newcastle. It's a nice little free, but it's one to keep in mind what you say there. Well, yeah, I think him. And- I, I can't remember the quotes off the top of my head, but yeah, if you're interested in him, I'd recommend looking up what Ollie said after the game. It's him and Cancelo. I think the last five, they're miles clear than everyone else. What, what about James Justin? <sighs> yeah, keeps on delivering. Keeps on harming my rank as well. He's... 27.7% owned, which I didn't realise till he scored. A lot of people sold him a points. few weeks ago because uh, there was talk of Pereira coming back. But Pereira's back now, and I think he played last night, didn't he? Pereira. Yeah. And uh, James Justin's still in the team. So, I mean, I actually would go to Justin before I went to Shaw now, I think, if I was getting a defender, because Leicester are keeping a lot of clean sheets. And the way... The way how attacking Justin is as well, I, he's a great shout going forward. So, so yeah, I think um, 
in a week or two might be looking at, at Justin. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that the defence is exciting, isn't it? They can definitely make ground on there, especially with the attacking wing-backs. You can really make some differential ground, I'd say. Well, uh, we got a bit sidetracked there on defenders. Uh, should we get on to the next um, bit of the uh, running order, whipping boys? Um, so, yeah, I wanted to talk about the teams we target for captaincy or the whipping boys, as, as people call them. Um, I kind of thought about this mainly just because of how well Brighton have done in the past two games against Tottenham and Liverpool. Because ordinarily, Brighton would be up there as one of the whipping boy contenders, but their um, expected goals conceded stats have been great for a while, but they kept on conceding just like uh, not not following the statistical trends. But recently they have actually just tightened up and the stats are bearing fruition. So I won't be, um, I don't think I'll be captaining players against Brighton anytime soon now that they've shown that they do have that resolve and they can see out a game. Uh, and you, you, you wanted to talk about their... Uh, them in the actual expected goals table overall. Yeah, so if you take into account the expected goals and expected goals against, they're actually sixth in the league, which is staggering considering the 15th in the table. So like you say, they're they're starting to get reward now for the great performances. They've always been good to watch, but they've always like lost games 1-0, 2-1. They've kind of been just missed easy chances in front of goals. So we've the players start to get a bit of confidence and start scoring goals. I know the goal was a bit lucky last night, but they well deserved the win. So we were moving on to like the premium planning when we um, do the captaincy for each week. You can almost kind of dismiss Brighton now, even a, even even as a home fixture. Um, you can kind of almost dismiss that captaincy just because of how well they're playing. So the teams you'd probably look to target now are probably West Brom, 100%. 100%. Even Burnley, Burnley, Burnley don't look great. Uh, Sheffield United starts having a bit of a turnaround, but they're still they're still third bottom in the expected inspected points. So there's, it's not as if they're um, like really unlucky at being the foot of the table. The thing is um, with Sheffield, though, is um, as we mentioned before, they they very rarely lose by more than one goal, do they? Even when they they, they consistently lose games, but they've not had a spanking. No, which. I'd- the expected points, they're a lot closer to everyone else. Like I say, the third bottom, they're not as if they're wide adrift of what they are in the real table. So yeah, they're not they're not getting hammered every week. Yeah, um, I think like looking at just the ex- expected goals, we'll tweet out this uh, this table for people who want to see it. But uh, the XG expected goals against for Leeds, even though they're 11th, in the overall table, if you look specifically at expected goals against, that that's like thirty. Is that thirty nine point five, which is the second highest in the table? So Leeds are still a good team to captain players yeah, against. Second behind West Brom, yeah. So yeah, it's um it's worth like when you're looking at that graph, like when you're looking at teams to captain, it's just actually looking at the actual expected goals against number rather than the overall position in the table. Um. And yeah, um, Newcastle are another team that are hard to pin down because sometimes they can be so resolute and look like they've got a plan, and then other games they they just they, they fall to pieces. Um, so yeah, I'd, pro- I'd probably put them in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. You can actually sort it by the ex- expected goals again. So tweet that one out as well. It's West Brom, Leeds, Fulham, Sheffield United, Palace, then Newcastle. 
So it's teams that you'd expect, but obviously Brighton are a lot further away from everyone else. So yeah, it's one to keep in mind. Interesting to see Palace down there. You, normally, um, Roy Hodgson keeps them quite tight, but they've opened not- up, haven't they? They're playing. I think the last game they played Zaha easy. Uh, Eze, Eze, sorry, not easy. Eze, easy, uh, easy. Uh, N- NWA, straight <laughs> out of Compton. Ayu <laughs> and Batshuayi, I think they, so they played all four. So Roy's obviously got a bit more faith in that attack that they can go and win games now rather than like defend the first and we'll get a goal on the break. So yeah, it's interesting. Maybe Palace are one to, but you'd think when they play the big teams and you kind of target a Palace team to captain against Palace, who revert back to the norm. So yeah. Maybe there's other better options, but we'll see how that develops. Yeah. Um, anything else to mention on the table? Not really, no. No. Just, yeah, just keep. I think it's a useful asset. We'll obviously tweet it out. Um, you want to move on to the premium planning and who we're going to captain? Yeah. Okay. So um, I brought in Son for De Bruyne when De Bruyne got injured with this. West Brom at home fixture in mind this week. Uh, so yeah, I think it's going to be Son for me this weekend. The only problem is, is as I'm, we mentioned before and last week, that Kane not being back is annoying. Uh, it'd be ideal if he does manage to get fit over the next 48 hours. Hopefully um, Mourinho will give, give a clue either before or after the game in his uh, quotes tonight after the Chelsea game as to as to whether Kane is back. Uh he actually said in his press before this game that he's making remarkable progress, but he said he actually highlighted the City game. So, right. yeah, it's, it's a week week away. Whether he can accelerate even quicker, we'll see. Um, wh- wh- what about yourself? Yeah, I think Son again for me. Um, what, what would you say to I people who don't have a, a Tottenham player? You don't have Son. Yeah. Probably watch the game tonight and make my decision from there. That would be my... Advice because they played. You, you wouldn't recommend bringing Son in just for this game, though, would you? Just cap, or if you if you cap, or if you are you saying that if you want to captain him, it is worth that transfer? I think if you want to captain him and you've not got who's the other one, United maybe against Everton, but Everton have a goalkeeper who can save the ball now, so that might not be the best option. Um, <laughs> what about um, <laughs> what about you know, what about West Ham against Fulham? Antonio, like I, I think Antonio's a decent shout like we just you, you, we just went through the expected goals conceded stats and Fulham were towards the bottom yeah and we've just bigged up West Ham so we can't not I mention I, I, yeah true maybe I'm a bit what's the word uh, trying to think what the word is but snub snubby towards the lower priced people so I'd always like to captain someone who's like above 9 million just because that's where the crowd goes but yeah, but that's yeah. isn't that a bit of a like a psychological just policy in your head though? Like, what about the season yeah. where? Because you remember there was that season where Kane took off and he was priced at five point five, and there was a similar thing that season, like when he had that breakthrough, uh, and people were just benching him or not captaining him, and it was like people were thinking too too much about his price. Um, yeah, well, it's like Suchek, isn't it, and Gundan? Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I think sometimes with these players, especially when it's a good fixture and there isn't another one, you just have to not think about how much they cost, really, because 
I, I'm sure they're not thinking about how much they cost in FPL when they're playing <laughs> playing in the game. Oh, that reminds yeah, me. Um, we need to um, give a quick, uh, quick little chat about uh, what players are doing with their FPL teams and, and what we can oh, learn yeah. from that. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah, there's so, a great account. Go on, you, you want to talk? Well, what's the handle? What's... No, you talk. Okay, so what, why you, you, you find the handle? <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I took out Bamford the other week, which was another one of my laughable transfers recently. But he actually admitted after his stellar performance at the weekend that he either took it, he said he took himself out or he took himself off captain because of how he's been playing recently. So yeah, he was just as annoyed with himself after his haul at the weekend. Um, and with what you're about to say, it's, was it, it was Robertson taking out Mane, wasn't it? Which indicate and it's happened once before where Robertson's taken Mane out of his team and then Mane ended up being injured. So that's something if, if for people who can be asked to check that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, players you play FPL yeah. religiously, you can get clues on what's going on uh, in the dressing room with who they're captaining in their own teams. The account is uh, at insider underscore FPL. It is fascinating, as you say. There's obviously the Robertson Mane one was the big one that took off that tweet, but there's other ones here like Hector from Fulham playing Mitrovic, bringing in Mitrovic, and then he started he started the next two. So there is there is something in it. Yeah, um, it's only and, a recent thing, so it'll be interesting to see how it develops. And w- while we're on this tangent, I just want to quickly mention something I saw before about uh, Aston Villa. So they've um, they didn't look great last night, and I just saw something in the Athletic before saying that. Um, in the league so far this season, they've made the lowest amount of substitutions out of any team. So basically, right. the players that are playing are getting loads and loads of minutes. And the theory that this guy was pushing is that, uh, you know, basically they might be running out of gas a little bit. So that's just something to monitor. It, it might just be a blip, but um, you would think that with how this season has gone, that Dean Smith maybe does need to start freshening things up a bit more rather than playing playing the same lot. 90 minutes every week uh, and they did have that COVID scare and you not, don't know what that took out of the players that had that so something to think about going forwards yep absolutely um, um, should we get on to the question One yeah so we, we well we had another question but it was just mocking us both for either <laughs> dropping or benching Suchek so we'll quickly move on from that from Josh so I mean, we, we've, 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 we've covered that enough, haven't we, basically? <laughs> so the question from Varun is, uh, Varun, Varun, you, I got it right last time, didn't I? Uh, he's, 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 he, I don't think he knows his own name, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> he was saying, what to do with City's assets with three tough fixtures coming up? And that's actually an interesting question because we've not talked about it yet. Um, so City, in game week 24, which is... What game week are we on now? The flying by. This is a game week 23, isn't it? So next game week, the game game week after this, there's potential for a City double. Well, a strong potential. His theory's out. Um, well, City's Arab account kind of gave it away that um, there's going to be a rescheduled match that week if City beats Swans in the FA Cup and it's likely to be Everton. So for me, it's a hold all City assets and see what happens there because I, I I'd be very surprised if City don't beat Swansea and then you've got potential there. And for that same reason, I'd be very tempted to keep hold of Calvert-Lewin or any Everton players. Because I know City City's a tough game, but 
you always like at least having one player for a double just because you're getting double the chance, really. And you could see Calvert-Lewin scoring against City. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, we'll um, keep an eye on that, won't we? And we'll tweet out the uh, the updates on when that might land on on the Twitter account. So Yeah, the only problem is it's going to be such a quick turnaround because the game's next week and... So the FA Cup's next week and then the game week's the Saturday after. So it's almost it's only a three-day turnaround or something. But the team must have been briefed that this is coming because obviously if City's Arab account's tweeting it by accident, then the team's probably been briefed that that'll happen. Yeah. Um, what I'd say on that question from about what to do with the three, you know, I, you know, I was kind of like saying Liverpool are misfiring a bit going forwards. Tottenham aren't ripping stuff, ripping ripping it up going forwards either and Arsenal like, I I don't know I just think the next four City could keep clean sheets in all four so especially when you look at that, when you consider the, what their expected goals conceded stats have been I know they've been they've had a really good run of fixtures so you'd expect their expected goals conceded to be low but that's really low so so yeah I, th- I think if you've got two City defenders I think I might keep playing my City defenders in every single game my two yeah, maybe if you've got three, you might want to look at it. But yeah, and then, my, and then... the only reason I wouldn't move from two to three, I think definitely have two is the best option. The only reason I wouldn't get three in this weekend or the weekend after is probably wait to see what happens with De Bruyne. If say De Bruyne's back for that double, yeah, you can probably quickly shift Salah or someone onto him rather than having to take a city player out. Yeah, so I think I just uh, yeah, I I think. I wouldn't let the fixtures bother me too much with the city assets. Is what I'd say to that. Uh, no, not with the impending double coming. I'd say, and just how they've been playing, like the the form team in the league now, aren't they? Yeah, hurts you to say that, but yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's it for this week. Yeah, hopefully you enjoyed it and. Uh, Keep following us for Mindy's demise. Uh, might might make one million next week. Who knows? Uh, is there anything else we need to say? So, what about your transfer for this week? Really undecided. I've got two. Uh, it's a good job you asked. Actually, I've got two, and I don't know what to do. My team right. at the moment is Martinez, Diaz, Kufal, Cancelo, Fernandez, Son, Salah, Grealish, Suchek, Antonio, Bamford. Who would you be changing out of them? Yeah, it's, it's it's hard. I mean, for me, Suchet's going to be one of them. I don't know who we're in for, and I don't know what I'm going to do with the other one as well. So, You got two as well? Yeah. I might just do one and then hold the other one. Yeah, you can do it. I, I hate having two and not making one, so I'll have to make one just because otherwise yeah. it's just going to get burnt. But I don't know if it'll be... A There's part of me that wants lessons. to bring back Bamford, but... As you've just said, I can't really get rid of Calvert-Lewin because he might have a double. Um, But yeah, I kind of want to bring Bamford straight back. Which, um, But yeah, maybe I can wait on that. So yeah, Yeah. Suchek Suchek's the only confirmed player in for me this week. I might do, before you talked about being Lamptey, the only one that was standing out was probably holding to Shaw and maybe play Shaw ahead of Diaz this weekend Um, just because he's got big, probably got bigger upside, but might hold off on that depending on what Ollie might say. Mm, yeah. He has looked brilliant. But that's it for this week. Um 
get uh, get following us on Twitter, subscribe, subscribe on YouTube as well. Um, for, for people who've been hating my uh, camera quality, uh, I've got a new camera now, so slowly getting yeah, there. So social clips hopefully are coming next week, which will be good. <laughs> Yeah, onwards and upwards, apart from my rank. Um, <laughs> on that note. Yeah, on that note, see you all next week. <laughs>